Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. I don't know if he's as starstruck as I am. Um, He grew up in the same area I grew up in, Orange County, Southern California. He's Sam Darnold out of USC getting ready for the NFL draft. And four years ago, you're in San Clemente, what, probably playing high school hoops right about now, right? Yeah. uh, (laughs) I'm just as starstruck as you, by the way. I mean, it's pretty neat. Um, Like People are coming up to you like, I love your game, man. Can't wait to see where you go. Bradshaw's trying to give you advice. Don't take any of Bradshaw's advice, by the way. (laughs) Um, uh, So, uh, what's this? Did did you watch the Super Bowl as a kid? Um, Yeah. And and you don't have to lie to me and tell me, like, but, like, you were an all-around athlete. Like, one of the things is you did not specialize like so many guys specialize. So when football was over in high school at San Clemente, you played hoop. But did you still pay attention to the NFL? Absolutely. Uh, the NFL has been a huge part of my life growing up. Uh, actually never had a team, to be honest with you. I, I always grew up, you know, loving USC and the Trojans. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the NFL is, has played a huge part in my life. I've always been curious. 
if I ever got the opportunity to go to the league. Uh, you know, it's always been a dream of mine. That's that's why my answer to all these questions about where do you want to go, all this stuff. It's like this is a dream of dream of mine. You know, it's uh, it would just be special to go anywhere and to to live out that dream. So um, I'm just thankful to be here. Um, with guys like Dan Marino, Terry Bradshaw, Tim yeah, Dan Marino's got to wait till you're done. By the way, that's pretty cool. I'm, uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it's pretty crazy being here, but I'm excited. Okay, so um, last time we we spoke, you said, "Hey, look, I just I gotta I gotta see how things lay out before I make my decision." You've made your decision to enter the NFL draft. What what did you have to actually put down? What 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 was the deciding factor? Um, I think just the fact that you know I'm I'm projected to be you know a top pick and. That really wouldn't change uh, in a year, so it's, you know, my thinking was why not why not be able to go there as fast as possible, learn as much as possible from um, NFL veterans who have been there and done that, and you know I think just with the same mindset of guys you know leaving to go to the NBA after their freshman year of college, um, it's just you want to get your feet wet, and you want to you want to learn as much as possible as fast as possible, and you know I think that that opportunity led me to you know, choose to go to the NFL. All right, so uh, you're going. Um, how, do you have any sense of where you're going? Obviously, Cleveland's got that top pick. A bunch of teams need a quarterback, but there are some other quarterbacks uh, that, that are going to be atop that draft board. Do you have any sense of who's most interested in you now? I have no, I've, I have no idea. And, you know, we were talking about it uh, last night a little bit, just about how much things can change, even right, you know, during the draft. So... Uh, I'm just I'm prepared for anything. Uh, I know that wherever I go, I'll I'll try my best, and uh, you know I think wherever I go, it'll be a great fit. See, I, I one of the things that I try to describe you as is it's part of where you're from. Like I think people think that all parts of Southern California, everybody's parents drive super nice cars, right? Live down with like it's a Hollywood lifestyle. Whereas like San Clemente is the last stop before you get to really nothingness, right? San Onofre and then then Camp Pendleton, right? But there's actually like land there. And whereas I think people are from San Clemente where there's other parts of LA where, or more LA where people move to. And so there's kind of a different sensibility. So I do think that you would blend in in other areas as opposed to, you know, there's a Josh Rosen who's Manhattan Beach, more of an LA guy. There's there's other players that might struggle with uh, some of the markets that potentially could draft a quarterback. Is that, is that fair? I mean, like, look, wherever 100%. you go, the weather's not going to be as nice as it is where you grew up. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. And I'm aware of that. But at the same time, like you said, San Clemente is more of a, a blue-collar area, I guess you could say. And I think that, you know, having that background of, you know, my parents um, working the way they did and showing me a great work, work ethic, um, I'm going to be fine wherever I go. Uh, uh, and, you know, I think I'll find success. You said that you want to learn as much as possible, as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's not going to be your choice. But if you did have a choice, would you want to play right away? Or would you want to sit and see the speed of the game on the side? Um, you know, whatever, whatever the best opportunity is for me to get better. I think um, you can get better both ways. You can get better from learning from... Uh, from the sideline, and you can get better from, you know, in-game experience. There's two ways of looking at okay, it. Okay, so your first year at SC, you redshirted, right? Yep. Okay, and then you and then you sat, what was it, two games before they threw you, two or three games before they threw you in? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just like a year and a half ago. It got, right. happened so, happened know, so fast. <laughs> did you feel like you really learned a lot watching, or did you, le- you just learn so much more playing? Um, I learned a lot watching, but you just, you learn so much more when you play. Uh, th- there's nothing like the in-game experience. Um, but at the same time, that red shirt year was was very clutch for for me and learning that offense and 
um, you know, just watching Cody do his thing, Cody Kessler um, do his thing out there. Um, it was fun to watch, and it was awesome to be able to um, watch him in meetings, you know, take notes, how he was taking notes and all that kind of stuff. So um, it was awesome to be able to have that year, but at the same time, there's nothing that beats um, in-game experience if you want to learn fast. When you watch, have you, have you watched Tom Brady's documentary? Uh, yeah, I've watched the first two episodes. What would you pick up? Uh, it's, it's cool that, it's cool to see that he's a real human. Uh, you know, there's, you know, when he's talking to the media, he's, you know, he's very, uh, you know, kind of cliche in his answers. You know, he doesn't want to give too much away, but then when he gets in his car and when he's around his family, he's very real. And, you know, I appreciate that. Um, you know, I, I didn't know that prior, you know, it was cool to see him, uh, react the way he did to the, the loss in Kansas city with Giselle. And it was cool to see, you know, that, that conversation happen. So, um, you know, I think it's it's just an amazing opportunity for anyone, um, you know, whether you're a quarterback or not, to be able to learn about, uh, you know, the way a great player goes about his everyday routine. Oh, you're, you're coming to us uh, care of the good folks at Red Robin. Oh, uh, they're amazing. Uh, they're amazing. They are amazing. Yeah. All right, so are you a turkey burger? Are you a beef burger? Which which is your, give me the Sam yeah. Darnold. So, so I can go in and I go, I want the Darnold. Yeah. <laughs> What's the Darnold burger? Uh, you know, it's. I think it would be the normal, you know, the beef burger. Okay. But at the same Single time. Single or double patty? Uh, double. Okay. You got to go double. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but at the same time, the chicken one's amazing. Um, but then the the new uh, gourmet burger, burger bar they have, you can go to any Red Robin, pick out your gourmet burger bar. Um, and it's such an easy, fast way to. Um, you still haven't told me. I can. I can read the. I can read the the, <laughs> co- the copy points on the burger bar. Sam Darnold b- builds his burger how? Um, you know, lettuce, onion, tomato, mayo. Oh, you go um, mayo. Mayo, ketchup. Yeah. yeah. And then you got some pickles on there. Not not too many. Um, but yeah, that's that's the, just the it. pickle ratio is big. Like you <laughs> say, huge. pickles, it's right? Huge, yeah. But you can't underdo the pickles because then you only get pickles in certain bites. But you can't overdo the pickles because yeah. then it overwhelms the burger. Exactly. This is you very just, important. You just need a little crunch. So that's the about it. so the the gourmet burger bar you build it yourself? Yeah, yeah. You got um, all the condiments on the side. The burger comes, um, you know, with the bun and the burger, obviously. Um, and then it, it comes with so much stuff. It comes and, with ketchup, barbecue sauce, mayo, mustard, all that. Um, and then you can just put whatever you want on it. And, you know, it comes with a really good amount of burgers. I think it's like 30 or so. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, a great, it's a great opportunity to just be able to pick that up and be all set for the yeah, big game. pick it up, take it to your house, and you don't have to, you don't have to cook and grill and clean it all up and no. prep it all up. That's Super perfect. easy. That, my wife would love that. Uh, at Red Robin Burgers is the, social, is the uh, Twitter handle. Um, uh, last thing, and this is the most important thing, who are you rolling with to the, to the draft? Who's coming with you? Uh, I heard I got eight spots. Eight um, spots. So, All right, who I makes mean, the list? You got definitely family. Yep. So right. mom, dad, mom, dad. Yep. Uh, sister, sister, grandma, grandpa. Okay, grandma, grandpa. Yep. Um, you're, okay, you're at you're at five now. You get uh, eight spots. You got three more spots. Probably take JP with me. Jordan Palmer. Okay, uh, Jordan Palmer. Awesome quarterback guru. Got it. <laughs> Great friend as well. Um, and then. Maybe a couple Man. friends. I don't know. I don't want to Man. piss anyone off. So Man. I don't, I don't want to put out uh, any hey, names. Hey, listen. Listen. <laughs> I'm just telling you, if you're Sam Darnold's boy, you're listening to us in L.A. on Fox Sports Radio, better be pretty nice, okay, because he's only got two spots left. Doesn't mean he doesn't love you. He's only got two spots. We'll see. It'll be, you know, like guys fighting for it, like, like big survivor. They'll be killing each other off. Yeah. Like, dude, you should have seen him. <laughs> he was killing. When you... When, dude, when you guys lost in the bowl game, he was killing you on on Twitter. You should have seen it. The guys are going to murder each other. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, man, 
Best of luck. You've yeah. always been good to us. Wish you nothing but the best in the draft and in the upcoming season. Appreciate it. Thanks, All Sam. right, Sam Darnold joining us out of USC, getting ready for the NFL draft. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Dan Marino <laughs> is sitting here. I, I just the, 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 We got a chance to work together over in another place and yep. uh, getting a chance to hang out with him here is awesome. Thanks to the folks at NutraPro. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment, but uh, Dan, my hamster died at halftime of your Super Bowl against Joe Montana. I was actually my sister's hamster. Uh, but no one knew until after the game because most of us grew up, you either like Montana or you like Marino. And I like Marino. And then I grew to like Montana because he was just awesome. Yeah, yeah he's right? awesome. He's but, awesome. Um, what do you remember about the Super Bowl? You know, I rem- Playing in the Super Bowl. I know. So I get this question a lot. I remember that. It's like when the game was over, I was like, can we play this again tomorrow? You know, because it was like. It happens really 20, fast. Yeah, it happens fast. I was 23 years old. I was young. And uh, and I thought for sure I would be back. Like, there's no doubt. I'm like, there's no doubt. I'll be back in the Super Bowl. I was 23. It was my second year. And then it just it never happened again. And uh, But that's, yeah, my, my initial thing was, hey, you know what? They kicked our butts. Can we play this game again tomorrow? Because maybe we'll win tomorrow. You know what I mean? But, but uh they had a great football team. A guy here that's with me, been with me is Jim Stuckey. He played on that. He, he was on that team, and uh, he's do, doing stuff with Nutrisystem too. But uh, he's up here helping promote that. And I just once again, Joe Montana, Ronnie Lott, that group. They they were really good. Yeah, they were Jerry Rice. They were yeah, Jerry they, Rice. They had yeah. some dancing dudes. Think Jerry was there yet? Wasn't there yet in that I year? I don't think he was there yet. Wait, no, wait, wait, came, wait, is that 84? It was 84. And then the next year was the year, and, so, I don't, and again, this is back when Monday Night Football was Monday Night Football, you guys were the team to beat the Bears on Monday Night Football. That was the next year. That was next year, right? Yep, yep. The next year. And, but what you guys did was so far ahead of everybody else. When they put you in the shotgun and you'd yep. spread everything out, I mean, you were way ahead. You were twenty. You're you're born too early. (laughs) That's the problem, right? I'd have a lot more money now. A lot more money, (laughs) and you throw for five thousand yards every year. Yeah, the uh, we were we were doing things then, and and I you got to give you know credit to Coach Shula, and uh, you know the offensive staff back then because they saw Duper, Clayton, Nat Moore, veteran guy, Jimmy Cephalo, Tony Nathan, that group. But how did the conversation take place? Was it you saying? Like, look, we we got to do this. We got to spread it out. Like, how, how does because Don Shula had been there a long time. That's not how they, they had always to, played. No, they used to run the ball a lot right. more. And, yeah, and then David Woodley was right there with Don Strock, and he kind of had two different ways of looking at the offense. You know, if David, if things weren't going right, they'd bring Don in. He'd throw it a lot more and spread things out. But um, I think he just saw the talent that we had and the things we were doing in the preseason and my rookie year. And uh, he figured out that, you know, let's, let's spread people out and go after them. The other thing that you did that nobody does now is you called your own plays, right? Called, like, later, when later in your career, weren't you essentially the offensive coordinator? So I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I would say that I had the option to call and change plays, probably like Tom does and all the great quarterbacks of today. Um, it may, it's, at first, I did a little bit of that. And you know why I did it? It's because Coach Shula made me do it to make me learn quicker. Right in camp and in in the preseason games and all that, I did all called all my own plays, which is kind of genius if you think about it to, to get a young quarterback to learn faster. But then it then it just gets too many personnel, you know, adjustments you got to make the standard and call all your own plays. You need too much help. Dan Marino joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, like, look at you know you had you had the injuries which hurt your legs. 
Uh, and then, you know, I think you guys never really figured out the run game or the defense, and there was the blowout loss to Jacksonville. And so when it was over, I think everybody knew, like, all right, it was over. Um, as a guy who played late, you know, late into your 30s, to watch what, what Tom Brady is doing yeah, and the, the way in which he seems to be at the same level, how, how is this happening? Um, it's amazing, actually. I mean, um, uh, you know, I look at Tom and obviously – you know, know what quarterbacks go through and for him to be able to do this at a high level for so many years and win Super Bowls. And I think, and also it's the continuity between him and Belichick. You know, it's the, that, that the coach, head coach, uh, quarterback relationship that other people come in and out and they're still going to be the same. That's, that's a big deal. Um, but he is, uh, he's an amazing guy and he figured it out. Like he figured out, you know, health wise, what you got to do, how you, you know, over the years, I mean, Everybody says it. Like he studies, studies his butt off. He does all the things you need to do. Competitor wants to win every week. I mean, all that stuff. So he's uh, he's tough to beat. Ben Roethlisberger last year, and I know you know Pittsburgh, you're a Pittsburgh guy. Ben Roethlisberger last year talked about retiring. Now he's like, no, 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 I'm coming, I'm coming back, I'm coming back. Yeah, yeah. But it was it, it made for an interesting season for the Steelers, right? Where you had Antonio Brown gets paid, Le'Veon wants to get paid, and Ben's like, I, I don't know how long I want to do this for. Uh, if you were going to advise Ben on how to how to stabilize that situation, what would you do? I'd tell him play forever because uh, once you're done playing, you can't play anymore and it's over. Um, and I tell you what, I mean, Ben might have just said that, but at the same time, you know in his heart, he's a football player, right? I mean, you're a football player, you're a quarterback, you're going to play as long as you can. I mean, because you love the competition and you know Ben loves the competition. He wants to win more Super Bowls. So, you know, maybe he said it in a way that, they took it the wrong way, but you know he's going to want to play as long as he can. Um, um, Eli Manning, obviously, they 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 benched him. He he lost his uh, consecutive games played starts game started streak, and you know now you got a new regime, and they like well no, we want Eli to be our guy. Mm-hmm. Um, if if again if you're advising Eli, you stuck it out with the Dolphins, and of course your last game was a playoff game, right. but the Giants look like there's a little bit of a rebuild there. Sure, right? Sure. Is it? Is it better to say, "Hey, find a way to get me to go to Jacksonville, so that I'm with I'm with Coughlin because they got a ready-made Super Bowl team," or do you stay yeah. through the rebuild? So, I mean, I think because he's, I don't know. I mean, I'm, you know, it's probably the same. You'd say the same thing. I think because he's won two Super Bowls there, he's going to want to really stay there in New York. You know, I'm sure he loves playing there, and you know, he's got a young family growing up. But at the same time, you know, there's only so much time you have as a quarterback. And if you have a chance to win Super Bowls, that, that you should at least research that and see if it's there and see what the possibilities are. I like the fact that they actually do want to keep them and keep them there. Um, I did not agree with the fact of you know not letting him start those those games. That was that was just ridiculous. But you have uh, you are synonymous with the the quickest release uh, maybe in the history of football for a great quarterback. You just it didn't take you a lot to get the football up. We just had Sam Darnold up here. And the one flaw to Sam Darnold is it takes him a li- it has a, a little bit of extra motion. How'd you develop that? You know what? Believe it or not, I think it was just it's a thing from you know mind and then growing up working a certain way uh, and then just understanding the time in your head. There's like always got to be a clock in your head. But, but my dad, my dad always talked about throwing. You know, up and out, no wasted motion. But, I mean, it was, like, crazy how you could yeah. put such pace on the ball and such accuracy on the ball, and it took nothing for you to get rid of it. That's just, it's just your dad and a little God-given ability? I think it's a little bit of both of that. And then all of a sudden, as, as you play and time goes on, 
you know, you understand. Like Tom, Tom, for example, has he's great at this. He knows when he has to get rid of the ball and when he gets rid of it quick uh, because he has that clock in his head. He knows what the patterns are. He knows the coverage. He knows what receiver he's throwing to. And so sometimes he'll hold it longer. Sometimes he's getting it out of there. And, um, and I think it's, yeah, it was just the things I did as a kid as far as, you know, the techniques of throwing a football. And as time goes on, you're an athlete, and you get better and better as you do it. Hall of Famer, the great Dan Marino, joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. I can't help but point out that we worked together, it was like five, six years ago at first sure. yeah, at, yeah. at CBS, and you look exactly the same. Like, like <laughs> yeah. you look great. Oh, man. Like, what, what, is the, what, is, what is the deal? So, uh, I don't know, but... but you know, I'm here representing Nutrisystem today. Yeah. And, so if I uh, take this, play, I'll look as good as you're you. You're going to look. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> What's it? You got all your hair. You got oh, a good man. tan. I've been blessed that way. I've been blessed. You, but, you, uh, yeah, you're maintaining a good weight. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we how is Nutrisystem? Oh, so we lost. You know, I lost. I've been working with Nutrisystem over a decade. Right. Now, right. And uh, they have a new program. It's called uh, Nutra Pro Shakes. You know, you can lose up to 18 pounds in a month. Um, that the diet. The biggest diet day for men, like for you and I, right. is the day is Monday. Call it day Nutrisystem calls it Super Monday for Nutrisystem. And you can go on Nutrisystem.com, check it out, see what the program is. Um, it's uh, You will throw a football like Dan Marino. That's there what will happen. That's it. That'll happen. That's it, you start pounding these Nutri-Pro shakes, <laughs> and all of a sudden your release is quicker. <laughs> you'll start spreading guys out. You'll throw a ball. you make them look like Clayton and Duper. Yeah. And 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 you'll be. By the way, Duper's been on this too, so he's you know he looked pregnant for a little while, and he, I got him on Nutrisystem, and he's good. <laughs> you, you, you walk in with Mark Duper before he went on Nutrisystem, like was he one of your linemen? No, like no, like, that's Mark no, Duper, no, like, man. He's like you Super months, Duper. Like, you six months pregnant, man? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Go to Nutrisystem.com. Right, it's Nutripro. Damn Rio, damn man. Thanks, thanks so man. much. Good to see you, brother. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. This dude's a pro bowler and uh, played on one of not just the better defenses in the NFL, but one that had completely turned around the narrative in New Orleans. He's Cam Jordan, defensive end um, of the New Orleans Saints. 13 sacks in 2017. He joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Good, man. Um, how much does it still sting? Uh, I was thinking we were going to talk about this LeBron, LeBron trade. Rumor. You want to talk about the LeBron I mean, trade? I, I, was, I was going to say he's going to go to you know the Phoenix Suns. We're going to have an uprising again. Yeah, going to the Phoenix Suns. All right, cool, Suns. cool. I just figured the Dev Book and LeBron would be a phenomenal con- combo. But, you know, I just have hopes, dreams. It's cool. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, you know, you're, we're talking about the the last ten seconds of of the Minnesota game. I mean, to preempt that, I mean, you have to talk about what this season had, had meant to New Orleans, what, what the season did for our defense. Um, the talk about the turnover we had from our defense um, from the first two games to going on a, on an eight game winning streak. See, here's the problem with you: you have too much balance. You have too much perspective. Okay, <laughs> no, no, no. You're supposed to be like. Fans have no balance. Fans are like, dude, we had it. We had it one, no and then doubt. we missed one tackle, and it's one guy's fault, and it's over. And like, yeah, but the truth is, like, you got Alvin. You got stu- you got a, you, you found a superstar wide receiver. You found a superstar running back. We you already had to, a superstar running back. Well, now you have, so now now you have, you have, two, now you have this dynamic duo. duo, right? But more than anything, you found a defense, right? Like, you know, you're, you talk you're, about the resurgence of Manti Teo. You talk about uh, 
the appearance of Marshawn Lattimore. Marcus Williams had a hell of a, of a rookie year. He actually had a very good game. He had a great for, game. Up you know, again, the last 10 seconds. You talk about. But but my, my, my thing is, like, so to answer, my, to answer your question, you have perspective on it. Oh, for sure. Um, is that shared in the front office? That's shared in the locker room? Because, you know, sometimes we overreact to how a game ends instead of worrying about the body of the game, which was an incredible comeback on the road, a game you should have won, and the resurgent defense and all the good stories. Do you think that's how it's felt throughout the organization? Look, I put before you go to the organization, I mean, I put it on myself. I feel like um, the, the, the caliber of, of player I am, I mean, had I been able to reenact, you know, the Detroit the Detroit game where, you know, I pick up an offensive lineman and throw him into the quarterback, we cancel that game out. I mean, um, in my mind, I've gone through this play 30, 40,000 times, you know, <laughs> um, and I'm going to continue to because I feel like I could have affected that play more. Um, I chose, you know, a, a speed rush rather than going, you know, uh, a power. Exactly, rather than going uh, a power. Um, it made, you know. K step up, but it didn't. It didn't finish the job. So I'm gonna put that on myself to even get my get my uh, young guy out of this situation entirely. Yeah. Um, how did you guys turn it around? I mean, like I understand personnel changes, but like it didn't matter. They'd made personnel changes for five years. You guys couldn't stop anybody. <laughs> then sure. all of a sudden this year, it was a really good defense. What what changed? Um, at this point, it was the same mentality. I mean, the, the mentality actually clicked. The mentality of buying in and, and believing that we were going to be a great unit. You have offense as potent as, as it is. You have a top receiver like Mike Thomas. Um, Man, how good a year did he have? Right. You talk about you talk about Teron Armstead was healthy at the beginning of the year. I mean, he's one of the top tackles when he's healthy. Um, Ryan Ramchek came in, and you know he was being tutored by Zach Streif. Um, so your defense, who is unmolded, your defense, who is just a, a, a ball of putty, a ball of clay, um, it starts forming. In a hundred and you know, hundred and three degree temperature with a hundred percent humidity yeah. out in New Orleans, that's when it starts. You know, starts molding and it, it slowly cemented during the season. You don't know what type of defense you're going to be preseason. There's no live bullets. But but it felt like like look when the Saints went to the Super Bowl, that was one that uh, they, all they did was try and get turnovers. Right. Right. It was like. We just and you know what if you if we try and get a turnover we miss that's all right Drew's gonna we're gonna march down the field and score really quickly it felt like this one was constructed a little bit differently to which you guys were legitimately stopping people instead of just Three going outs. right what so that's a difference in mentality isn't it for sure for sure I mean we we wanted to, like so I mean I, I told all the young guys when they got here I said look I, I don't need you to be I don't need you to be learning I don't need you to be good I need you to be great and I need you to be great now I need you. Um, you know, Marshawn would probably tell anybody like I, I like he came up to me before he even introduced himself and said, "Yo, I need you. I don't, I don't need much. I need you. You know, I need you to show up. Um, I need you to be exactly who we think you are." Um, you know, I tell this, you know, Marcus, Marshawn, uh, Ken Crawley, I, like I need you. I need you to be better than what you were before. I need you to be better than what you've ever been. I need you now. Um, and everybody, again, everybody buys into this mentality. Craig Robinson had a hell of a second year uh, on our defense. He's seven years in the league. Uh, Manti Teo comes over first year in our defense, and he's the same mentality. Whatever we've done previously has not been enough to get us to where we needed to go. He's a pro bowler. who's fourth in the NFL in sacks, 17 sacks in the season. Cam Jordan joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Drew says he wants to come back. Team wants him back. Like, like all right, so it's done. But there is the dollars and cents to it, right? There is the, hey, man, we need to spread this kind of money around because now you got a running game. you got you, you, any hole that needs to be filled, we're going to need the money to do so. What's your level of confidence that Drew will be the starting quarterback week one next year? Yeah, I mean, he said it. The organization said it. At this point, uh, 
it's above my pay grade. Right. <laughs> it's uh, it's probably two or three times above my pay grade if we're talking about player wise. It's just above my play grade. Fair, fair enough. Um, okay, help me out with these with these teams. Uh, let's start with the Eagles. As a defensive guy, you have to love their front. I mean, and they they rotate guys. What's the weakness to the way in which they play defense? Um, see, that's the thing with the with the Eagles. I mean, they have so much depth on the on their line. Um, would talk- you Would you like that? See, I I kind of feel like like you guys don't have the same style, the same depth, but that kind of hurts your numbers, right? Like you right. like number of snaps you can. A coach will sell you on, like, hey, Cam, you can go hard more because you're only playing 60% of the snaps. Like, yeah, but if I played all the snaps, I can get better numbers, which, I mean, that, that right. takes a sacrifice of ego for guys to want to rotate. For sure. Um, I, I haven't had that luxury to have uh, that kind of depth before, so I'll, uh, I'll overcome it when I, when I get there. Fair enough. Um, but when you talk about just ex- exactly that, I mean, you've got uh, Vinny Curry, Brandon Graham, um, Chris Long, Barnett, uh, Fletcher Cox, you know, um, in the middle. We, so He's a beast in the middle. That's what I'm saying. So when you talk about just that ability to rotate out, in and out, um, that keeps you that keeps you a thousand. All right, you've seen you've seen Tom Brady up close and personal, <laughs> beaching in your place, right? Um, like everybody says, like look the cliche from guys like me that don't really know what we're talking about is like, well, you know, you got to force him off the spot, you got to pressure him with four, right? But how do you really beat Tom Brady? What's the what's the secret? I was gonna say the weakness is that is the middle. I mean, if you you leave Fletcher Cox uh, to do what he does, he's going to take advantage of the center. Um, you're going to take advantage of the guard, right guard. From looking at them, right guard. Yeah. I mean, there's that. That's your mismatch right there. Um, you know, their tackles are solid. Uh, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Um, so uh, your, your quickest uh, your quickest director from point A to point B is straight. So at this point, I'm, it's really, to me, is how well Fletcher Cox really uh, performs. They do a really good job of of trying to get those. Same thing kind of you guys do with Kamara. Obviously, they're not as good as Kamara with getting a linebacker on a running back. You know, finding finding that one mismatch. Your old teammate, Brandon Cooks, they found that mismatch against the Jags where they were giving him so much space in the second half that they were just running hitches. I mean, he caught four, you know, four times. Like, how much space are you going to give him? But he's got so much speed right. that you got to give him some sort of space. Is there – do you ha- – how, how do you handle that? Do you have to switch the matchups and trick him? I mean, how, how do you handle Tom Brady, who's constantly kind of probing the defense early in the game to find that mismatch that he exploits late in the game? Yeah, that, that'd be the – that'd be the uh if I had that answer, you know, I'd probably be in the Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> I'm going to leave that. You guys are one play away from maybe being in no, the Super Bowl. No doubt. No doubt. Um, okay, you, you're here promoting one of the coolest things ever. Now, I'm not a motorcycle guy, right? Right. Because motorcycles, they're like the, they're the, they're the cigarette of transportation, right? Whereas the risk is far greater than the reward. Oh, I thought they were just madly over addicting. But okay. they're addicting, but they're also super. They're also super dangerous, right? For sure. But the Polaris slingshot, like, is a way safer kind of uh, it's version a th- of it. It's a three wheel roadster, right? right. It, it looks like you know the Batmobile who had a baby with the Harley. You know, um, do you so- have one? Not yet. How did you do this deal? This is I should have negotiated all these deals for you guys, they, right? Like Stefan Diggs, uh, he joined us, right? Stefan Diggs, and I was like, he's doing for Delta. I was like, how do you not have like a pass where you can fly wherever you want to go? Like, pass, forget like, the cat, like get, get a Polaris, way, swipe, swipe. right? True, Polaris slingshot. So okay, so it's like a three wheel roadster. Are the two it's wheels in the back shift. or the front? Two wheels are in the front. Yeah. One wheel in the back. It's a stick shift. 
I was telling, I was like, yo, before this, like, you know, when when I when I test drove this thing, um, I I didn't even like, you know, I don't know, the last time I had a stick shift, like high school. I was back when I was like, you know, fifteen, stealing my brother's car. Yeah. Like, oh, he sleep. I'm in there, you know, playing with the clutch, ah, and that's how you sort of learn where, to drive. Where, where's the clutch in it? Oh, it's, it's just like that. It's right there by the, so it's clutch. So you're brake, you're you're, gas pedal. you're seated in the deal, kind of yeah. like you're driving a car. Exactly. You got two wheels in the front, yep. one in the back, two passenger. Oh, this is sick. Yeah, bro. these things are so cool. Yeah. So how did you not get one? That's though that's got to be part of the deal, man. Well, just think about it. Today, the 2018 Slingshot Grand Touring LE came out. Is that what you wanted to hear? I was waiting for them to put a roof on this thing. Oh, so you got a roof on it? It's got it's got it's got a shade. It's got a slingshade now. Um, so it's it's roofed. If that's what you're looking for, I'm yeah. not looking for that. I want I want I, my, I, want, I need to dress the idea of being of being of being safer. I guess I don't know, but you're right. still kind of locked in with the with the roll cage, even when it's a, even the convertible version, right? And then now, you know, like I said, so it's fully fully loaded. Um, you know, you can look up look it up on uh, Instagram at uh, Polaris, and then it, on uh, more information, you can go online. You know, yeah. get that thing at uh, PolarisSlingshot.com. So for guys like me who are scared of the motorcycle, this is a way cooler. It's called an auto cycle. It's a way cooler, way safer version of it, right? Right, right, right. You don't even need a motorcycle license for it in most. Yeah, in 41, 41 of the states, you don't need a motorcycle license. I want one, but I'm, I'm more more than anything. I'm just curious into how you didn't get one. Like, dude, come on, man! You're a Pro Bowler. You have 17 sacks. Like, this is one of those things. Like, do you want to do Polaris Slingshot and go on national radio shows and TV shows? The answer is absolutely yes. Do you want to promote the Slingshot? Yes. Where can you put one in my driveway? And all you did was, I did have it. Look, 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 and I'll have it again. Um, oh. <laughs> I have it again. Um, Where did you test drive it? Uh, Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl and then in Orlando, yeah, exactly. Like on a track and like in no, a no, no, street, street, street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fun, you know? yeah. Great time. Yeah, I, I would say I'm looking forward to you know driving around in Arizona with it because of all the amazing winding roads. I might have to tell you California Ari- for a weekend. Problem, right? with, problem with Arizona is though they have it's all, all those. Flat. It's flat, but they also have all those street cameras, man. Because right. you start. Like right, if you're in Scottsdale, go to Indian like every Res. time I go to every time I go to Scottsdale, I come back with a ticket. Yeah, you go to the Indian Res. Indian Reservation. I'm actually this come is on, a, this is Minnesota. You could go to the Res. Yeah, because Indian Reservation, even if you get a ticket, you don't like have to pay it, right? Like, cause just don't get pulled over. Just don't get <laughs> just don't don't get pulled over. Camp Jordan, New Orleans Saints, uh, joining us on behalf of Slingshot, uh, uh, the Polaris Slingshot. Go to at Slingshot on Twitter. Check it out at Polaris Slingshot on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, it is it is it is dope, and I hope Cam gets one, and then I'm going to come to Phoenix and uh, and ride in one with him. His dreads will be flying all over the place. That'll be a cool deal. Thanks, man. Oh yeah, appreciate you having me. Really on. appreciate it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. He's a uh, three-time Pro Bowler, one of the best tight ends in the National Football League, and uh, maybe he's going to join us. Who knows? He's Greg Olson. Of the Carolina Panthers, joining me on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, all right, let's let's go back to you and your football. How would you characterize your football season? It was a little different. You know, it started off a little weird right before training camp. Had a change at GM, which was you know a little little out of the, out of the left field. But um, you know, we got off to a decent start. Obviously, I got hurt. We lost Ryan Cleal, so that was a little you know tough start losing two of our veteran guys. But you know, the young guys stepped up. They did a great job. Uh, had some big road wins early and then you know kind of hit a little bit of a slow patch there in Chicago and whatnot and then kind of picked it up at the end so you know we won 11 which you know we probably a game or two short from where we really needed to be in order to get that home field and and maybe a buy or who knows but uh 
you know, all in all, it was a it was an okay season. You know, made the playoffs, but didn't do much past that. I mean, but crazy though, considering your injury, Khalil's injury. I mean, heck, you basically a change in terms of what you're going to do at wide receiver. A yep. big, you know, trade kind of mid season. Yep. Kelvin Benjamin being being shipped off, and then yep. you mentioned, you know, part of that was Dave Gettleman. Uh, you know, is is uh, is fired now. He's up in New York. Like that's there's a lot of that's a lot of stuff, and yet still, I thought I don't know. I mean, look, you're part of it. Felt like Cam. I don't know, kind of Cam evolved. Cam got back to uh, maybe not two years ago MVP Cam, but obviously a lot better than where he was when he started when he seemed really rusty and really inaccurate. Yeah, I think the offseason was tough. We didn't have him for much. You know, he had the he had the surgery in the offseason on his shoulder and kind of kept him out of all the offseason stuff, even most of the training camp. Played a little bit in the preseason, then we hit the ground running come the opening day against uh, San Francisco. So, uh, again, not ideal, not not what you're looking for, but Sometimes the NFL is a cruel business. Sometimes the hand that you're dealt, you have to make the best of. And I think, as you said, as the season went on, he really started playing well. He started running the ball. He was you know, so dynamic with the ball in his hands as a passer, as a runner. And uh, when he's doing that, he, uh, you know, there's, there's not a lot of guys who have ever done it like uh, that. They're, they're uh, obviously you know, in season. Obviously, you got a chance uh, to work for Fox. There's been a lot of talk about the idea of of walking away from broadcasting, like uh, walking away from football like Tony Romo when you still had gas in the tank and go into broadcasting. Um, where, where are you in that in terms of that decision-making process? Yeah, I got one more year on my deal. And so we'll, uh, you know, obviously I'm going to play this year and, and see how things work out. But I think, you're always, I think you're always open to opportunity. I think you're always open to the right thing. Um, I had a great time working with Fox. That, that crew was, was amazing with Kevin and Charles and, and Pam and, and the producers. They were just so good to me and kind of showed me the ropes. To, to call a live game out of the blocks like that was, was a little daunting. And uh, to be with a crew that kind of helped me ease into it a little bit was great. So I really enjoyed that. Uh, I'm going to do some stuff with ESPN on, on Sunday morning for the pregame show on Countdown before the game. Um, so I, I've been very lucky. I've had a lot of access to a lot of different types of broadcasting, and uh, you never know if the right if the right move, if the right position ever presented your, presented itself. You know, you mentioned Romo. I mean, what an awesome opportunity! He did a great job with it. Um, you know, it's something you'd at least consider for sure. How much of it is pressure from home? I mean, like, look, dude, we 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 know what you guys go through, and you know, we've seen so many tight ends get concussions this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, and obviously, you know, you've had your own injuries and like everybody every player's got mortality man yeah. jason witten's trying to fight that obviously in dallas but how much of it is pressure from home like hey you know you could walk away and never take a hit ever again it's true that's just the reality of it especially going into my 12th season you know i don't have to do this but i but i still enjoy it and i and i think and my wife is the is the biggest supporter as far as that goes um you know she i don't think she'd want to deal with me second guessing my decision the rest of my life i think that's the last thing she'd want to have at home so she's very supportive and you know it's clear she feels the same way I do as long as you still enjoy the off seasons as long as you're still willing to to put in the work to play at a high level continue to do it and if you can if you can still play physically and mentally you feel good you should continue to play because it's what I've always done it's what I love to do and when that love of preparation and playing goes then it'll be that'll be the time that, to step away and do you I still enjoy it. I do. I, uh, I look forward to the off-seasons every year, trying to find new things that I can do to, to improve or to add to my preparation, add to my game. So that, that constant you know, searching for the next thing is, is something that I really enjoy. And uh, you know, hopefully I can keep playing at a high level for you know, at least one more year. We'll so so here's, 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 here's the broadcaster advice, the former player broadcaster advice to the current player, future broadcaster. Uh, if you doing the games makes you want to play in the games. Yeah, I can right? see that. Like, I, I finished playing at 26, and 
like I couldn't make, I wasn't going to make it to the NBA. I could have played overseas forever. And when you're in studio, there's a disconnect between the games. It's not the energy. It's not. A, it's probably not as much fun. Although you can show some people, you know, you're so bright in terms of your football IQ, not just your regular IQ, that you can show people things that right. other guys miss. Right? Yeah, it's a whole different perspective. But when you right? go to like when you're there, you're going to be broadcasting a game. The first year, especially, I think it'll be really hard, just because. You know, you're like, man, I'd love to be in that locker room. I know. Okay? I can only imagine what Romo felt watching some of those teams, knowing that you know, a year or two ago that was him. So I, I get it. Those are all natural emotions that I can totally see and relate to. Um, but, again, the energy in the, studio, in the booth that day was really cool. You know, it was here right down the street. It was here in Minnesota, actually, and, you know, that dome. You, you got energy. all the state secrets, too. That got they were all very, the they, state secrets. They were That's very, why we, they beat, were worried why we about. beat them the next two weeks later. Yeah. It was just because I was in the stadium. <laughs> oh, man. It's always something. It is. It, coaches are, are a strange breed. A strange breed. Okay. Uh, tell me about this Eagles defense because I think the, the question that people have, everybody respects that front four. It's this wide nine thing, right? So, um, and that's, so how, how do they, how good a job do they do at covering the tight end? Because that's obviously a huge key to yep. stopping the Patriots. Yeah, that'll be a big part of their scheme. And I think they got a lot of guys that they can throw at them. I think they got some fast athletic linebackers in the middle. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins kind of, kind of can play like a linebacker, down safety, deep safety. He's kind of versatile back there. So I think the, the key with Gronkowski is you're not just going to put one guy on him and say, there you go, the whole game. You're going to mix it up, zone, cover, you know, zone, man, guys over the top of him, bang him, hit him at the line of scrimmage, make him, you know, make him have second-level releases, just be on him. And you're never going to take him away. You're never going to limit his catches. You know, he, you just got to limit the impact that his catches make. It can't be third and 10 and he gets 20 on you. It can't be on the red zone and a crucial third down and you want to hold him to a field goal and, and Brady finds him for a big touchdown. You know, those are the back-breaking plays that he's so accustomed to making. He's going to get his catches. He can have 85, 90, 100 yards. Just, you got to do your best to not make it be every big catch, every big scenario. Brady's looking to him. So, uh, easier said than done, right? It's what every team tries to do, but that's the impact he makes in those critical situations is key. What about the Patriots' defense? Like, statistically, they don't allow a lot of points, but they allow a lot of yards. Yeah. And, and like, it's really hard to tell how much of it is their division stinks. And so you've been, able to, you've been able to, you're able to keep uh, below average quarterbacks out of the red zone. That's why they're below average quarterbacks. And how much of it is that's just kind of who they are. I think it's a combination of both. I think they've been fortunate in, in, their, in their division to not have to play too many marquee guys at the quarterback position. I mean, that's just reality. Isn't that what separates, like, yeah, I mean, look at the NFC South. Look at our division. I mean, we're playing Matt Ryan, MVP, Drew Brees, MVP, Jameis Winston, the next crop of young, really talented players. You're going to play every week against a guy who could throw for 400 on you and score 40 yeah. every six times yeah. a year. we got to play those guys. It's just, you know, it's just the way it goes. Okay, so but back, back to the Patriots. Right. So give me, give me a sense of their defense because I kind of feel like we, we, we focus, like, we're not that smart in the media, right? We try and dummy things down for ourselves and for, for, for fans, and so we concentrate on Brady and the Eagles' defense when maybe the other key is the other side because, yeah, think, yep. because Foles seemed to regain his confidence, and the Patriots' defense has looked uh, a little bit more like it looked at the start of the year here um, you know, against Jacksonville. I mean, I know they, they bowed up, but it's, it's Jacksonville. It's Blake Bortles. It's not, it's, it's not somebody who scares you, whereas Foles and that offense looked a little scary. 
It looked like they could score they some points. If, if they can bottle up what they did there in the NFC Championship, Philly's going to be dangerous because it, when they get that run attack going with Ajayi and, and Blunt and, and Howard even last week, um, they, they really were rolling. And then from there, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the play action starts working, the RPO stuff. They start hitting Zach Ertz, and then they got the two guys on the outside with Aguilar and Alshon Jeffrey. So, I mean, they got some weapons offensively. Their offensive line is fantastic. They're very good up front. So, I think the Belichick and Patricia, they're obviously as good as it gets on the defensive side of the ball and, and game planning. And I think their biggest emphasis always is to take away what the other team does best. And I think with the Eagles, that starts up front with their offensive line and their ability to run the ball. So I would expect New England to really try to make them one-dimensional, really try to take away the run and say, all right, Nick Foles, go for it. Drop back, keep them in third and long, keep them out of short yard, you know, keep them out of third and short situations where they have the run pass options and say, all right, pass the ball to win. I would. I think that would be a good game plan. Now, if they can get rolling, I think it's. Uh, they're pretty dynamic, and Foles can beat you. So, it's uh, that that chess match is going to be very interesting. If you could go back and change one thing about your Super Bowl experience, what would it be? I mean, other than obviously winning the game. Yeah, obviously winning. I mean, the like, game is there is there any is there anything that you're like, man, I wish it's I. It's not have. even so much. You know, obviously, the winning the game part. That's the easy answer. I, I wish we would have just played better. I, I you know, I would have rather if you're going to lose, at least lose and know, hey, man, we. We played as we were accustomed. We had such a good year. We were rolling on people. NFC Championship game on the best defense in the league. With Arizona forty something points. Fourteen and zero to start the year. You end up fifteen and one. We were right? fifteen and one. Got a buy. We were up thirty four nothing or thirty one nothing or whatever at halftime against Seattle in the divisional round. Won that game. Won forty something to seventeen or whatever. I don't remember the exact score, but we scored forty plus. So I mean, we were rolling. And then we just really struggled. And a lot of that credit, obviously, was Denver's defense was very good, and and they had a good plan against us. I just wish we would have played better offensively. Our defense did an awesome job. I mean, they pretty much stifled Manning and their offense. It's just we really struggled uh, offensively on our end. And uh, I think that's a regret we all had. We had such a good year offensively, and we really had a lot of confidence and a lot of momentum. I just wish we would have just played better. And, you know, if you lose, you lose. But at least yeah, you want, lose, you want, lose playing you the way get, you're you want, accustomed you want, to. Give yourself a chance. Does we it, didn't give ourselves a chance. Does it happen? Is it, does it happen? Like, it feels when you're watching the game at home, you're like, damn, this is a long game, right? There's the pomp and circumstance and the flyover. Yeah. And then there's the national anthem. And then, you know, and then you have the long halftime show. So to us, it seems long. I would guess, though, that. It was a blur. Do, yeah, right? And you're like, whoa, whoa, wait, 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 I want to do that over again. It's so funny you say that. You walked into the locker room after, and you're like, it's over. What do you mean it's over? Like, no, no, we got to do that again. Like, that was not – it's a very unique experience, and people can tell you it all you want, but until you actually experience it firsthand – it's it's really and it's then there's hard this, to put your finger and on. And then there's this you guys had it. The Falcons dug themselves out of it. Then there's this post Super Bowl hangover, yeah. right? You're like yeah. the team that loses, and I don't know whether it's like for, for you guys, it was you guys had such a dominant year and then you're disappointed so so like if you tell somebody like you do know that the Carolina Panthers were the best team in football that year, right? Like they they were. We were it's, a game away from having arguably the greatest season in NFL history. If we would have gone uh, 18 and one Super Bowl champ. I don't know if anybody ever could. You know, you have right. the undefeated. You know, 72 the Dolphins, Dolphins team, but they didn't win. They didn't win 18 games. They won. What was it? 14. Whatever it was back then, because they didn't play as many games or whatever it was. But uh, no, but neither so, here nor so, there. So why, under the bridge why, now. Why do you think there's that? Why is there the post Super Bowl hangover for the team that loses? You would think. No, it's, I, I think the way that season came to an end was tough. I think we had a little roster turnover that we would have liked to have kept a few of those guys that ended up going elsewhere. Uh, longer see I don't know and you know again it's not an excuse because you know New England's in the AFC championship every year and they have no problem regrouping in the offseason so I think we learned a lot about ourselves I think we learned a lot about 
um, you know, handling success and what it means to be consistently good year in and year out. So I think it was a, it was a tough, tough lesson, but, a, but nonetheless a lesson learned. Uh, all right, so percentage chance you saddle up with, with Thomas Davis one last season as opposed to going to the booth. You got a, you got a percentage yeah, shot I mean, here? I'm, I'm, I mean, I, unless somebody blew you out of the water, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm preparing to, to play another game, I, another season. I'm excited about playing. I, I still feel like I can play at a high level. It, it's something I'm, I'm not just doing it to do it. I, I still really feel like I can play and, and, and not just contribute, but, you know, but be, you know, accustomed, you know, play like I'm accustomed to. Tell me about this big hearts program. The little, little cans, right? For Coca-Cola cans. Yeah, big but- hearts, little cans. It, it, this week leading up to the Walter Payton Man of the Year, we just thought it'd be cool to just kind of, you know, thank and, and kind of talk about some of the partners that have helped elevate our, our philanthropic efforts and our work in the community that is now being recognized this weekend. And uh, Coca-Cola and their local bottler back in Charlotte and the Carolinas has been a big reason why we've been able to extend our reach into the community uh, through programs like you just said, the Big Hearts Mini Cans programs. We did some really cool, unique things with some veteran groups and some uh, homeless shelters around the holidays. And uh, and then, of course, our, our biggest cause being the Children's Hospital that, that cared for our son and and, uh, and the subsequent program that we've started there, the Hardest Yard. So it, all those things together, you need a lot of help. You need a lot of partners and support. And uh, Coca-Cola has been, been one of the biggest ones. All right. He's got all the state secrets of the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. He is persona non grata in, uh, in uh, I think, Eden Prairies when they practice. He is not allowed in that facility. No. He is welcome back uh, at Bank of America Stadium in, in uh, Charlotte anytime. Of course, uh, saddled up for one last sit, well, at least one more season, maybe plenty more to go. Yep. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much. Right, Appreciate dude. it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.